it's Lo. Hi, I'm Haley. And, and we, we are Wrestling Wind Down. On this week's episode, we're going to switch it up a little and take you through the past, present, and future of the female superstars in WWE. We'll also be covering what we think is a step back for WWE and women wrestlers when it comes to the Saudi Arabia event, as well as where we see women wrestling going in the future. So grab your glass of wine. We're going in for the three count. brainstorming this week on what to talk about for this episode and we know last week we talked about AEW and we really cover the events in the WWE for the week but something that has really been on our minds has been the women wrestlers of the WWE and this whole Saudi Arabia thing it really made us focus on how the women of the WWE have evolved over the years from the past to now and what we believe in the future. So just to remind everyone, Super Showdown was yesterday. So this is an event in Saudi Arabia where the women cannot compete. This was their second year. They still have eight more years of excluding women from this pay-per-view. So kind of to throw it back, I know it's not Thursday, but WWE has always sexualized their women. And when I first started watching when I was little to even before, women were seen as these sex objects that competed in scantily clad lingerie or barely their ring gear. They did bra and panty matches, pillow fights. The women were not very risky. Yes, women were not taken seriously. And for a long time, wrestling was mostly watched by men. There were more men on the roster, so it catered to the male population. So there wasn't really an issue, you know, with Sable and Tori Wilson on TV and barely their clothing. It didn't help that Jerry the King Lawler would be on commentary making sexual comments about puppies and all this dumbass that is just annoying to look back on. And when I first started watching, it obviously wasn't as sexual as in the 90s Mm -hmm. and WWE was kind of trying to move towards PG at that time, but they weren't there yet. You still had, like, the bra and panties matches, the bikini contest, but you also had women that were trying to compete. But WWE didn't give them the space to. When you have women in the company and you let them compete for less than five minutes, you don't have any type of storyline development. It's annoying. And... But they have all the time in the world to get on TV in their bikinis and their lingerie. Oh, of course. Of like, course. That was one of the reasons I had actually stopped watching wrestling was because, you know, a lot of the women that actually did wrestle, like Melina and Victoria, they left. And it was mostly the sexualized women who, I hate to say it, they were trying to wrestle, but they hadn't been trained properly, so they didn't really know what they were doing. There were a couple women who they started out as models or bodybuilders or whatever they hadn't been trained properly and some of them actually you know they did go back and train once they got into wwe i think of candace michelle candace she didn't have any prior ring training she came in and she won a women's championship and you could tell she worked her ass off in the ring in order to build up her ring skills because she didn't really have any when she first came and i commend her for that but i feel like wwe and their female roster then didn't really take you know ring skills seriously it was more of oh is she pretty like can she get our ratings up well if you've seen the movie fighting with my family the movie about Paige, there was a whole scene about this where she was a trained professional wrestler 
and she got in the ring with these girls who were just like hitting her in the face on accident and so she gave them a receipt because they kept like messing up and hitting her in the face and she was like where did you train before this and they were like oh I didn't I was a model and so a couple scenes later she was talking to these girls by the pool and she was like yeah, I'm really sorry. I was like so rude to you guys. Just WWE chooses women who are just models, cheerleaders, something like that. And they were both like, I was a model. I was a cheerleader. And she was like, oh my God. But I could see her frustration throughout the movie because she was trained and these women were not. Mm -hmm. That doesn't just happen in this movie. Like this happens in WWE still today. That's why these women are so beautiful. And they choose them for their looks And then they train them later. I think, you know, with the women's evolution now, they've done a really good job at finding women that are both beautiful and that they either put in NXT and they train them for a while before they put them on main event television, whether it be Raw or SmackDown. But it's very rare now that they just plop them on TV. When I first started watching, they had Ohio Valley Wrestling where, you know, they would put their superstars and have them train, you know, some of the greats train there. Batista, Randy Orton, John Cena, they trained there. And some of the women did too, but I feel like when WWE 2006 to like 2008, it seemed like, oh my God, she's pretty. We're just going to put her on TV. We Mm -hmm. don't care if she wrestles. And the first person I can think of, Sorry, Kelly Kelly fans. But Kelly Kelly, she was 19 years old. She was on TV f***ing stripping every week. She was an exhibitionist. She was not trained to wrestle, and she didn't really wrestle at first. She was kind of like the pretty face that stripped every week. And then they slowly but surely started putting her in the ring as she aged. And she wasn't that good. You could tell she tried, but she wasn't that good. I don't know if they trained her. I never looked into it because she botched so much that people would make fun of her. They're like, well, they shouldn't have put a f***ing model in the ring. But you have to realize, she was 19 years old. They were trying to capitalize on her looks. They probably didn't want to send her to Ohio Valley Wrestling, where it was going to take three years to train her properly. They wanted her on TV, and they wanted her on TV now. And you have to think about it this way, too. Like People expect a lot more out of wrestling now, especially in the women's division, than they did 10 years ago. Right. They don't want to just watch them for their looks. They want to watch them for these crazy moves that they'll pull out. And, you know, they want to be impressed rather than just be like, oh, my God, she's so hot. I mean, of course, some people still want that. But I feel like more than likely, like, they want to watch wrestling for wrestling. Wrestling, Right. The evolution for women wrestlers in WWE really started probably about three years ago. And it heavily relied on Paige, AJ Lee, the Bella Twins. And it really started because these women wanted more time wrestling. They wanted to show their skills. And people wanted to see what they had to show off. Three years ago, Stephanie McMahon renamed them from Divas to Superstars. I think this was really a huge step for them because everyone always called the women wrestlers Divas. You had the Divas Championship, which was this... I loved it as a, what, 13-year-old. It was pink, purple. It had a butterfly in the middle. That was, like, the first championship that I was like, I need this belt, this $300 belt. It's I love it. You're Obvi- like, I need the real thing, actually, Mom. Help. But you have to think, if a 13-year-old likes it, does a 30-year-old female wrestler like it? And how serious are they going to take their exactly. wrestling if they're fighting for a pink butterfly and purple belt. butterfly belt? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And... 
I just felt like the women weren't being taken seriously. This was a huge step for the WWE to really show that they were listening to their fans because the fans went on Twitter, they went on Instagram, they went on all social media, and they were hashtagging give the divas a chance or give the women a chance. It was so long ago, I don't remember the exact hashtag, but the people online were tired of seeing these women come out for three minutes, five minutes, have a match, go backstage, no character development, nothing. And how do you think the women in the ring felt? I'm sure they were tired of it too. You keep going out there or you want to go out there and they're either cutting your matches. I remember a match at WrestleMania got cut. It was the Bella Twins and I think it was Naomi and Cameron. I don't remember when exactly it was, but I remember it was on Total Divas. WrestleMania was running long or whatever pay-per-view it was and they ended up cutting their match and they were just so disappointed and sad. But that's what we were seeing you know, on a weekly basis with the women. Either they were on TV for a small amount of time or their matches were getting cut. Last year, Stephanie McMahon came out and announced this amazing event where it was just going to be a women's pay-per-view. And I cannot tell you how excited I was as a fan. The entire internet exploded. They were so excited. And then this event got minimal coverage. And, you know, it was great for the women, but... Their marketing wasn't as amazing as it was for the Saudi Arabia events. Well, Evolution was almost like a make good for the fans that were so pissed off that WWE had signed this 10-year contract to go over to Saudi Arabia. They put this event together last minute. Their marketing was They barely posted about it. As soon as Crown Jewel got done, which was like two weeks before... Then they started promoting the pay-per-view. Yeah, they kind of pushed it off to, like, the back burner. They didn't even have a match card, to be honest with you. No one knew it was wrestling until the last minute, and then everyone bought tickets because they're like, oh, you know, Lita's going to be there, Trish Stratus is going to be there. And I think people were really excited for it, but I wouldn't buy tickets if I didn't know who I was going to see. And since it was the first ever event, like, no one knew what to expect. Right. I think the event turned out to be a huge success. A lot of people liked it online. Obviously, it could have been better. But given how they barely promoted it and it was kind of just like another day for them almost until like two weeks before, I think the women did a good job at really showcasing their talents and the women of the past and the present. They did a good job in what they were given. Something that they started this year is the Women's Tag Team Championship. So the first wrestlers to hold the title were Bailey and Sasha. And that was great for them. And now the current title holders are the Iconics, which is still amazing because I love the Iconics. I think so many people expected these titles for so long and they wanted the Bella Twins to win them or different female tag teams that have been in the WWE. And finally, they have these titles and I feel like they're honestly not that prestigious. I think the Iconics are really trying to showcase their talent and showcase their titles that they've recently won. But we see them in squash matches all the time. So it's kind of not prestigious when you have your championship holders losing matches. I feel like these championships aren't being taken seriously almost. People online take them seriously, but it seems like the WWE is kind of like, okay, let's just put the titles on someone and not have them defend them. We haven't seen them defend the titles. When are they going to defend them? They have a, I think it's a 30-day period where they have to defend their titles or else they lose them did we forget about the stipulation i don't know i mean this is probably why sasha banks is mia right now this is why she's so upset because you know she worked hard for this title this to hold it for the very first time and 
you know, no one's really taking it seriously. It was taken away from them and they didn't find out until that very day. And so she's just frustrated. We're frustrated. Everyone is frustrated. I get on here every week and I say this. We're not trying to bash the WWE, but I feel like there's certain things that they're doing. And as, you know, female podcasters that cover professional wrestling, we're not happy with it. And there's other people online who run podcasts, who are fans, who are media people. They're not happy with it either. Um, specifically to do with this whole Saudi Arabia thing. Super Showdown took place yesterday at Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and Renee Young covered the pay-per-view, but we had no female wrestling matches. It was rumored that the WWE brought Natalia and Alexa Bliss over to compete. Um, Wrestling News Observer actually stated that WWE was told by the Saudi Arabia government that they were going to let the women compete. That's why they flew them over. Mm -hmm. And then rumors online started swirling that WWE flew them over in the hopes of having them compete. And when they got there, they still didn't know that if they were going to compete or not. Up until the morning of yesterday morning, they still had no idea if they were going to compete or not. And then they didn't. But the thing that is so confusing to me about this is I understand that it's their loss, but why would they choose Natalia and Alexa to fly over? Like, they don't really have a storyline going on right now, so I don't know why they would choose those two wrestlers. You know, I'm honestly not sure either, but it's disappointing because I feel like it got their hopes up. They flew over there, you know, obviously they probably had this idea in the back of their mind that they might be able to compete it would be be the the first first exactly they'd be the first women in a professional wrestling match to compete in the country that we know of and they aren't doing it it pisses me off because you know WWE says well you know we want the women to be treated equal we're giving them these championship belts we're doing this we're doing a pay-per-view we're doing all this but yet you don't have women on a pay-per-view you're making all this money from Saudi Arabia you're bringing back people from the 90s to do a pay-per-view but you have no women on the pay-per-view right and it's because of what they wear and that just drives me crazy these men are naked pretty much they have little their little boobies are out yes and then these women who are covered just can't even wrestle it makes me so mad and you know it's a different culture over there we understand that but again like you said the men are barely dressed the women come out all their private parts are covered. Men are just. We were on Twitter earlier at WWDCAST, and it was crazy the amount of hate and negative comments being made about the pay per view. And it's because the women aren't on it. A lot of people are talking about how Evolution 2 should be in the works. People want it to trend, which I think is great. I think WWE needs their fans to really tell them, like, you need this f***ing pay-per-view again. You have these women, a whole roster. You have women on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK. They have a wide variety of women, and they're not utilizing them. I think the least that they could do, as I said, the least they can do is put a pay-per-view together, an Evolution 2, market it correctly. Don't market it five days before it goes on the air. This I got, I'm big mad, Okay. I just feel like they keep screwing the women and then they do something extraordinary for them. And then people are kind of like, "Okay, well, you know, the tag belts are out now, so I guess that's okay." It almost seems like people kind of put it in the back of their head like, "Okay, but a Saudi Arabia event's coming up in two or three months and the women aren't going to compete. It's like they try to 
cover up they what do. they're doing for the men with what they're doing for the women, but it doesn't equal out at all. So, like you just said, there is no evolution event this year in 2019. And as reported from whatculture.com, the reason that they are not doing this is because they're unclear of Ronda Rousey's future. Okay. You How do you what? what do you think about that? I think it's bullshit. Ronda Rousey is not the whole female division. Right, and she hasn't been around for that long. Ronda Rousey is an MMA fighter. She's not a WWE wrestler. She was not trained to be a WWE wrestler. She was trained to be an MMA fighter. Exactly. It shouldn't matter if Ronda Rousey is inside of the ring or if she's outside the ring on her impregnation vacation with her husband. She doesn't represent the whole female roster. You have women like Naomi, the Bellas. I know they're not currently in the ring, but, you know, they flip-flop. Natalia, you have all these women that have been wrestling for 10 plus years. They still go out to live events. They're still on TV. They're the roster. What the hell do you mean? You bring someone in for a year and, oh, she's out the ring. We can't have another pay-per-view. That's right. bull****. And there was women wrestling before her and there will be women wrestling Amen. after her. She is not why they should not have this pay-per-view. They just made up a stupid reason and just went with it, I guess. From a business standpoint, I get what they're coming from. Ronda Rousey is a huge name. Everyone knows Ronda Rousey. That draws people in. People want to spend their paycheck on buying seats to an evolution if Ronda Rousey is there. People want to buy merch online because Ronda Rousey's on it. People want to interact with WWE on social media because they're talking about Ronda Rousey. That's great, but if they took time to build up their other female superstars, they could get the same reaction. I think in my opinion, Becky Lynch is way bigger right now than Ronda Rousey. Why couldn't they have made her headline? Why couldn't they have made Charlotte Flair headline? I don't know. Like, there are so many wrestlers that are more popular than Ronda Rousey is and ever will be because, like you said, she is an MMA fighter and WWE is a complete opposite thing. I think back to pay-per-view and how so many of the female wrestlers, when Awesome Kong came on TV... They're all tweeting this generic message about how much they love women's wrestling. And I have never seen WWE superstars go and comment about another organization like that. And it almost made you think as a fan, you know, this is why so many superstars want to leave. They see these other women in these companies getting these opportunities, being placed in these matches, being able to show their skills off. But yet they're in catering or they're not being used properly. And I know I get on here every week and I make, you know, the whole catering comment, but it's true. You see these people on these watch along parties or these pre-shows that doesn't have the same effect as being on the main event of a pay-per-view or WrestleMania. So I think there needs to be improvement. Not only does there need to be another evolution pay-per-view with the proper marketing and the proper planning, but, you know, I also think the WWE needs to take accountability for their female superstars. These women bust their ass just like the men do. And mind you, there are men on the roster who they're going through the same thing. They're kind of sitting there and they're like, well, they don't have me doing anything. And they want to leave or they want an opportunity and they just aren't given what they deserve. No, I agree. They really don't equalize the opportunities that they give on WWE. And I think people are starting to really notice and speak up. Right. So WWE needs to figure that out fast and who knows. But see, what I was thinking, like I know they signed this 10-year contract. And I know that they are contractually obligated to have these events. Right. So I don't know, maybe they could do like 
special matches with these women or like more matches during like the actual show with women to extend their storylines well you know i don't know because it has to do with the saudi arabia government and i feel like it really doesn't make any sense that one website says that the wwe was told that the women would be competing that's why they flew them over another website says they had hopes of them competing what's the real story like did they know the women were competing or did they not but what i just saw was the government made it seem like they could hold their first women's match there. And then when they got there, they wavered that. So I, don't I just know. feel like this is a step backward. You know, you get on WWE television in the United States and it's this whole grand evolution of the women. We love the women. We want yada, yada, yada. But then you get to this other country and you don't have the same tune. You fly these women over there, and then they're not able to compete. At the last minute, it's like, oh, no, we don't want you on the show. Mm-hmm. But then you'll be, you'll be back in Wisconsin on Monday, and you'll talk about the women's evolution again. Yep. What? That's hypocritical. Right. But, like, don't get us wrong. There are so many amazing things going on with the women in wrestling right Absolutely. Now. And just because this one event is going awful and a step back for the women, there's still other amazing things that are happening for them and their storylines are advancing and all of this but it's just the fact that like these two things don't balance out they don't really like correlate so it's two separate things one is a step forward one's a step back you know what's interesting there's another organization i can't think of the name off the top of my head but because the women were not competing in this pay-per-view they did a pay-per-view of their own they had a pay-per-view with all women the same amount of time as the super showdown and i commend them for that these women aren't in the wwe but they're still talented wrestlers and i think that was a good alternative for people that wanted to see female wrestling since wwe didn't give it to us yeah absolutely and a lot of people want to see new wrestlers especially with aew popping up they want to like learn about different brands and i think that aew is really opening up the path for other wrestling organizations and people are going to start looking at other wrestlers in those organizations so the fact that they had a pay-per-view of all women people are going to tune into that with all of that being said I think the women just deserve better I think that the WWE really needs to take a look at what they're doing this Saudi Arabia event makes a ton of money and as a business that's what they're looking for and that's what they want but at the same time they're screwing their female wrestlers I'm glad that Renee Young was able to go over there I hope that all the females make it home safely but I'm glad that they at least put her on there that's her second time of doing commentary in Saudi Arabia so good for her at least something went right right because that Goldberg and Undertaker match that I saw pictures of did not Hopefully sometime within the next eight years, Saudi Arabia will reconsider and women may be able to fight in their country. Stand up for your women, WWE. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. You can also find us on social media at WWDCAST. Tweet us. Let us know what you think. Should the women get another pay-per-view? Yes or yes. You only have two options. Yep, they do. We upload episodes every Saturday. Cheers! For you, the listeners of Wrestling Wind Down Podcast, Audible is offering a free, I said free, 
audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash WWDCAST. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Cheers!